Hello, this is Gary Kemp, and you're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. This much is true. And zooming in through the back barricades is singer, songwriter, musician, actor, and all-round icon, Gary Kemp. Hello, Gary. Stuart, how long have you been working on that, mate? Oh, I'll be about five minutes. We'll cut down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still got the word wrong as well. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, hello, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, where are you zooming in from, Gary? Uh, London, central London. I'm in my little studio that I've got at the top of my house here. It's uh, it's pretty grey outside. As you, our weather isn't that far apart, is it? You're in Essex, aren't you? No, I think we have basically the same five minute delay, probably up the M25. You mean you're not walking around the streets in flip flops and shorts and and no t shirt? Always, it's always sunny at South End, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you pick the right slot machine, that's how it works. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us. It's, it's an honour and a dream to have you on the show. Uh, I know you're here to talk about your, your new solar album, which is very exciting. Uh, we'll get onto that in a minute. Uh, but you're joining us on, on the radio and on my podcast on International Podcast Day. Ah, and you, know you are a bit of a legend of the podcast world. Well, we are now. Yeah, no, because I've got this podcast called Rock on Tours, which I do with um, Guy Pratt. Guy's a bass player with Nick Mason, bass player with, with, with David Gilmore and Pink Floyd and uh, played on Madonna records, etc. He's one of my best mates. Um, and we yeah. sort of came up with this podcast um, of just interviewing uh, other rock musicians. Uh, so it's like a backstage thing. It feels like that anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and we've had some great people on Mick Fleetwood, Noel Gallagher, Johnny Marr, uh, Alice Cooper, John Bon Jovi. And, uh, and um, you know, it's just it's just a kind of chat about their lives. It seems to have done really, really well. So it literally is a who's who of, of uh, musical guests. It must be so much fun. I mean, obviously, these are people you you probably met backstage and hung out with anyway. Uh, some of them are. Some of them are. But having Alice on that was amazing. Alice Cooper, you know. I mean, yes. I have a billion, you know, billion dollar babies and all of that was was so big in my life as a kid. Nice to to chat about. Uh, you know. Uh, head to head with uh, with one of your friends as well uh, the well, vibe of the podcast think, is nice think, and chilled i think podcasts have been a bit bit of a savior for people um it's an interesting you know obviously we we were all sitting at home back in the pandemic days when it when it was really bad and uh, and so you know making an album like i did or inventing podcasts and and chucking them out was a way of keeping busy and um and i think in a way the whole world sort of started to communicate with each other uh, more openly through through things like podcasts. So, um, and yeah, I I, st- I I still listen to quite a few. I've got I like my history ones. I like. So, uh, what's what's your one about, Stuart? Oh well, mine features the interviews. Uh, a bit with all the guests, uh, as much like yours, musicians and, and and community heroes as well, from 104 year old chicken farmers to rock icons uh, and, and everything in between, mate. Uh, right. that, Film reviews, poetry, all of it. It's all going on. But it's been nice, as you say, to, to meet people from around the world and, and kind of while we're all stuck at home, still get to meet new people. Through, through yes. Life. So let's get on to your new album, uh, In Solo. It's out now. Uh, and you mentioned your, your co-host for the podcast, Guy Pratt of, of Pink Floyd fame, also featured on the album, um, along with a few other familiar names too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Guy played quite a lot of bass. Richard Jones from The Feeling played bass uh on on a couple of tracks and um uh my brother martin played on one track called waiting for the band which is uh which is sort of about being a a fan uh, as a kid and, grow- and growing up and 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 
you know the anticipation of waiting for a, 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 your group to come and change your life um and we we did a lot of that together as kids you know we went to see the who and the stones and pink floyd even um yeah. and, and he, you know and the sex pistols and 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 so it was only right that you got to play bass on that track and roger taylor of course plays drums from queen he uh, plays drums on on too much which is what which is another song on the record i you know i had a captive audience or, or captive uh band really because they you know everyone i knew everyone once the pandemic started and and i was starting to build this album i knew that um they'd all be at home so yeah, i know yeah. where you live roger and I know you've got a studio there, so I'm going to talk to you and you're going to help me out here. Anyway, he was more than happy to, to play drums on one of the What tracks. else has he got to do anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> Count his gold discs. <laughs> Amazing to get so many cool people on. And you could still couldn't shake Martin off. <laughs> I still couldn't shake Martin off. No, no, no. Uh, but it was, a, it, was, it was an interesting uh, project because I'd already written the album and I was sort of going to start start making the album while i was sort of between going on tour with nick i was meant to do this big tour in 2020 and when that got cancelled of course we all thought that it would be over by christmas didn't we so uh, i thought well i've got three months of this pandemic i better make the album and um so you know in between homeschooling which we were doing you know i was i was in my studio and and eventually you know i had a bit more time than i thought but uh the urgency was good i think in in otherwise i would have probably still be making it to this day still trying to tweak it and add little bits and, and exactly yeah. so obviously it is a solo album it's got lots of great people in it as well but you are the musical in your musical prime songwriter guitarist singer throughout uh, let's have a listen to your your current single i remember you what can you tell us about about this track well, you, you know it's not about remembering anybody else other than myself as a younger person really i think you get to a certain age and and you wonder if you're still connected to that person you was when you you were sort of lib- free liberated you know no responsibilities stronger sharper of eye you know after, i think all of us can walk around streets that we grew up in as kids that changed our lives you know various clubs we went to and and listen for those that ghost of ourselves when we were younger. And that's what this song's about. This is Phoenix 98FM. The new single from Gary Kemp. I remember you. Such a great track, Gary. So good. Uh, so good, in fact. It was the first song my mum ever shazammed. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> she made me teach her how to shazam because she went, that's good. <laughs> oh, She's been listening to it ever really since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably younger than me, Stuart. Let's face it, though. <laughs> <laughs> She'll love you even more now. That's it. <laughs> so you mentioned about, about being about, about yourself and remembering old times. There's a video that comes with it uh, filmed in, in Soho, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we did it. Uh, I did it with Charlie Lightning, who's an amazing director, who's directed the other two of the other videos, and plus he did he did a documentary about the album for me. He he did he did the Liam Gallagher film. He's fantastic to work with, and we just we decided we were going to do it in one shot with a Steadicam. Uh, so we all met at sort of you know five thirty a.m. in Soho when it was dark and no one about, and. Um, I think I got it on the second take, actually, which was which was quite which was quite handy. <laughs> I was going to ask you how many times you had to walk around Soho. <laughs> and the cameraman didn't fall over, but it was an important place, really, because that that particular square mile, you know, that's where I first saw. It was where I saw Bowie. It was where I first saw punk bands. It was where you know I danced to you know the early electronica stuff that ended up you know we 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 ended up forming that sort of new romantics thing. You know, I shot an early Spandau Ballet. A video for chart number one in in one of the clubs there 
this is me as a kid. This might go there. My that's my go-to place. Yeah, to see if I can hear myself. You know, ordering that final kebab before I walk home feeling awful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a kebab after the video? <laughs> no, open the shop especially. <laughs> I'm sure you mentioned all these memories. I'm sure so many people have have memories that flood back whenever they hear a, a Spandau Ballet song, whenever it comes on. Uh, some of the most iconic songs of the 80s. For you, what kind of emotions do you feel when you hear those songs? Well, I have to say, I mean, mo- recently I felt really heightened emotion because um, the Coldstream Guards uh, did their first sort of get back together after the pandemic in front of the of the of Buckingham Palace, and it was also the time when the uh, Olympians were coming back. And they did gold, um, the whole band with their busbies on and, oh, wow. yeah. you know, with flutes and drums and brass. It was extraordinary. I was really touched by that. I got on the news. Um, this is just a couple of months ago. And, uh, and that, that, that gave me goosebumps. And a lot of people were contacting me and saying, how does it feel? You know, and it did feel really good. And I hope it's one of those, it'll stay in their repertoire long after I'm gone. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's still a really powerful thing for me to still think that 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 the songs I wrote in my bedroom when I still live with my mum and dad, yeah, you know, they're getting played on American films now or whatever it might be. You know, my little kid was watching Simpsons recently, and and he's nine, and and True was on it. I said I wrote that. He goes, "You wrote the Simpsons, Dad." I said, "No, no, I wrote that song." <laughs> you know, and and he didn't even know. He didn't even know what it was. Oh well. <laughs> You mentioned about about sort of remembering things and, and the whole ethos of your album really, I guess, is, is to kind of um, uh, look back and a little bit of um, uh, referencing the past. I guess we're often encouraged to kind of move forward and look to the future. Um, uh, would you say that the cathartic process of, of looking to the past is, a, is important for you? It, it wasn't dwelling on the past so much as thinking, what's my relevance now? You know, and I don't mean that in a sort of boring celebrity way. I, I mean... You know, when you're not as powerful a man as you were, maybe, or what have you learned from the past? So it was important to me, but I am a person of the future. I'm always trying to make new stuff. You know, I'm I'm trying to generate new things that 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 uh, that can basically give me five minutes away from my kids. <laughs> you know, I've got three boys living at home, so it's pretty raucous stuff, you know. All yeah. the time. So, you know, along with planning their future, we're sort of, you know, you're, that's a, and that is a way that you're, you're always thinking about their future. Yeah, no, I've got lots of projects that are, that are still, I'm still planning. I'm already writing the next album. Um, I'm looking forward to going out and playing this live at some point, although I don't know when that'll be because I've got a commitment to Nick Mason again for the first six months of next year. I'm looking forward to do- looking forward to doing that. Looking forward to getting back on stage after well, it's been over two years now, and, yes. uh, and that's going to be a-, a thrill. I know my brother went out and did some um, DJing stuff in big some big venues recently. He said it was really scary. In fact, he got COVID the first week he went out. Oh, no. The <laughs> irony. He double jabbed and he got it really mildly, so it wasn't too bad. But um, but no, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to, to remembering what it was like again. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the single we just heard, uh, I Remember You, it's out now, as is the album in solo. Is that a good blueprint for the rest of the album, what people can enjoy? Um, it's, well, there's some really uplifting stuff on there as well. I mean, Ahead of the Game is the first single that came off a while. If you if you haven't seen those videos, you can you can always go to my Instagram site and they're, they're all up there and, uh, and and find them in various places. You know, that's... Um, no, I think more guitar, 
um, and is is what I'm enjoying doing at the moment. I haven't got to sort of make way for a saxophone solo every five minutes, which is which is yeah. <laughs> as much as I love Steve Norman completely, it it was it was a, a nice opportunity just to uh, to be my own boss. Direct your own stuff, amazing, Gary. The new album in solo, it's it's absolute masterpiece. It's it's great to hear you back, set the stage where you belong, and uh, good luck with it. Thanks so much for joining us. Cheers, mate. All the best. Bye. Phoenix 98 FM. Go to phoenixfm.com and listen to online guest interviews. Check the events for your area and listen to great radio online. I, you know, I love doing local radio from my home because, you know, one minute I'm doing Ulster, the next minute I'm doing Lancashire and then I'm doing Essex and all the accents are appropriate. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, There's not like that sort of BBC voice that there used to be. No, I'm not very good at that. They'd never let me on. They wouldn't, they wouldn't believe it if they if, if I tried. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. <laughs> for more guest interviews like this, or to get the next one delivered directly to your device, subscribe to the Now You're Talking podcast. You'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from. And the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music, film, comedy icons to community heroes, local legends, stars of the future and just about everybody in between. A treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people. So for more interviews, podcasts, videos, poems and books, everything I do is available at stuartpink.com.